Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so happy that you could join us and that you are actually moving forward in the things of God. It's a blessing to know that the Lord thinks enough of us that he will endow us with what we need to move forward. Amen? He will endow us. He will bless us. He will give us what we need to move forward in the things of God. You know, we have a very special atmosphere here at Miracle Internet Church. We have a holy atmosphere. It's a reverent atmosphere. And I am very much aware that there are other websites and, excuse me, other chat rooms that do not have that atmosphere and presence of the Lord. But when you come to miracle, it's different because God is here. And so we work very hard. I work very hard to preserve the reverence of the Lord here. And I appreciate all who understand that and receive it. Amen? So, saints. God is blessing. We Believe it or not, we're coming to the end of a month. Can you believe that? It's almost September. This year flew by, and it's not finished flying either. There's other things that are happening. But I want to thank the Lord for everyone that has continued with us over the years and that has grown. It's good to continue but it's even better to grow. It's even, you know, the thing that would bless uh, Pastor Pat the most is for you to do what she taught you. That's what blessed her the most, was for you to actually implement, for you to do what she taught you to do. And that has not changed. Even in the secular environment, even in schools, The teacher desires for the student to actually uh, absorb what they've been taught, to apply what they've been taught, and to activate it. So the Lord feels that way. The Holy Spirit wants us to grow and to learn and to become everything that God intended for us to be. And why would we come all the way to earth and only do a couple of things? No, that's not too smart, and we're smart people. God has things for us to do. We are his workmanship, created unto good works, and he has things for us to do. There are people whose lives need to be changed, and sometimes we will be the person to plant a seed, and other times we'll be the person to water, and God will eventually give the increase. Amen? The early Christians understood that they had to go tell it. They had to go tell what had happened to them and who had made a change in their lives. And they put their lives on the line in order to do that. 
They were hunted down like wild animals. They were dispersed out of Jerusalem, and they went everywhere they could go to keep from being killed. Some of them actually lived in caves. Some of them were thrown to the lions. This wasn't imaginary. This wasn't a movie. This was real life. Saints, people that belong to Jesus Christ, were thrown, them and their whole families, thrown to the lions and devoured because they would not recant their testimony. So we're here all these years later. We ought to have something to say when God sends this person that would help change their lives. And if we seek the Lord and ask him to put those words in our mouths, he will. He will. There are many people that are going to end up in eternal damnation because somebody didn't want to, didn't feel like, didn't want to be bothered with saying a few words to someone who was ready to give their life to the Lord. And I would hate for any of us to be responsible for them. I would hate for any of us to stand before God, not having said those few important words to someone, We were too busy caught up in ourselves, or caught up in something else or just didn't want to be bothered at all. We were just in a mood, walking in the flesh. And it was that person's moment to come to the Lord if they would. They just needed a little nudge, a few words, some encouragement, a testimony. So whatever we can do to encourage people, young people, very young people, older people, middle-aged people, aged people. It doesn't matter. They're people. To come to Jesus Christ, we ought to do it. it. It's what we really need to be doing. The Bible says he that win his souls is wise. Well, we better get on with some wisdom. Amen? So I posted a uh, a link to chick tracks in the in the chat room a couple of days ago concerning the upcoming holiday because God wants us uh to take advantage of every opportunity that we have to spread the gospel and as you know many children are going to come to your front, to our front doors anyway they're going to ring the doorbell anyway they're going to want candy anyway why not give them a track and the candy that they want so much? And so when they take it home, they can read it with their parents and be exposed to the will of God. You see, there are many persons who used to get those tracks, and they laughed at them, scoffed at them, threw them away, ha, ha, ha. You know, all kinds of attitudes, calling us stupid and all kinds of things. Let me say, tell you this. 
A lot of those people got saved. They didn't get saved that moment. They didn't even get saved in a couple of years. Way down the road after life had about beat them half to death, then they got saved. Amen? So you see, it matters. Those little things, those little efforts that you make to reach somebody's soul actually count. They actually matter. Yes, it matters that we we do other things, but this really does matter. This counts toward eternity. So I want to encourage you. I really want you to be encouraged. When they come up to your doorbell and they ring it and they want their candy, well, be nice. Give them the candy and give them the track. Amen? And give them the track. Bind the devil over them. Plead the blood over them. You know what to do. You've been trained. You're not like some people. You've got training. You know what to do. Let's do it. And pray for God to send to your door the ones he wants to show up. Amen? So let's get busy. Let's start praying for those souls to come to your door. We've only got, oh, almost 30 days left before they'll show up. We got plenty of time to pray for them. We're already doing the other part. So let's pray for them. Let's believe for them so that they'll come. Ask the Lord to send them to your door so you can give those tracks away. Amen? No, we don't have two months. <laughs> we, we've got 30 months, 30 days to pray, 30 days to tell the devil you better not bother with them. We got to get out to business because you know how life is. You're going to get busy, and there are going to be some days you just forget because you're busy. So that's why I said we got at least 30 you remember it at least half the time. Come on, we got to get busy now. This is the busy season because right after that comes the tracks about all the other things that come after that. So we, it's time to get busy now. It's time to get going. We're, we're, we're not having, um, we're not look, going around looking like bandits this year. Amen? So we can smile at people and they can see it. They can see Jesus in us. Amen? So so let's be an effective force for soul winning. That's what we're here to do. Amen? We prayed, we stood, we bound the devil, then let's get going. Okay? Amen. And God will bless us, I guarantee you. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father. We want to thank you for every opportunity that we have to witness to anyone. And again, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing in Lucas, Lord. I know autism is his issue, but I also know that you're his deliverer. Thank you for that little boy growing up as normal as any other child and blessed by the God of his parents. I want to thank you that his parents are Christian. 
and that they do go to church. And I thank you for healing him in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, for the unity that's in Miracle Internet Church. We want to thank you for the love of God that's in Miracle Internet Church. But, Father, we're asking for souls. It's end-time harvest time, and we don't care what age they are. As long as they're the ones you're wanting to send to us, we receive them in Jesus' name for the meeting. Thank you, Lord. Prepare us for the opportunities to cross people's paths and for people to come up to us and to ask us about the hope that's within us. We want to thank you, Lord, for reminding us that this is part of our responsibility as a Christian. Yes, there are many of them who go to church, sit down, get up, go home, and keep on rolling. But we're not that crew. We are alive to God, and God is alive to us. We're not interested in being religious. We want to be effective, and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, for all that you will do. Prepare our mouths, Lord. Some of us probably need our mouths cleaned out. The blood of Jesus will work. So we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We want to thank you, Lord, for renewed hearts and spirits. We want to thank you for energy and enthusiasm to do what you called us to do. We want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us to close our mouths when they need to be closed and opening our mouths when you want them open. We want to thank you for teaching us to say what you would have us to say and not what just bebops out of our mouth. We give you praise, Lord, because you're training us and teaching us and developing us and making us into real Christians, not just churchgoers, real Christians that know how to walk in the love of God and are not afraid of the power of God and know how to deal with the devil and know how to love. Father, for every broken heart that is in this ministry, we're believing you for healing and deliverance. We're believing you for healing and deliverance. For every disappointment, Lord, we receive your joy because you give beauty for ashes. You give beauty for ashes, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what the devil tries to do, you have a better plan. And we humble ourselves before you and yield to your will. We repent of our rebellions and our pride, and we thank you for cleansing us in your blood, Lord. We thank you for correcting us and correcting our lives. For each of us, Lord, that's got these hurdles ahead of us, these hurdles ahead of us, we know that you know how to help us overcome every hurdle. We trust you to do so, Lord. We trust you to do so. Sometimes we just have to be patient, Lord. It's like when you go fishing. You have to be patient. 
because sometimes you have to wait for the fish to decide that it's hungry. So we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your very presence. We thank you for the entourage of angels that accompanies you. We thank you for the praising angels. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for all the benefits of Psalm 91 and other scriptures. And we give you praise, Lord, that it's better than we think, even though it seems like it's not sometimes. We thank you because there was a day when we were not on this road with you. There was a day when we weren't who we are now. And we know that since you have brought us this far, you will take us the rest of the way. You brought us this far. You brought us this far by faith. So we know, Lord, that you're going to complete the work in us that you have begun. And you're going to actually take us the rest of the way. Father, you have given us freedom. The Bible says that we're to stand fast in the liberty that you've given us and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We know, Lord, that addiction is a form of slavery. It makes us need a substance or an activity just to get through life to the point that our need is a compulsion that overpowers our other responsibilities and relationships and even our health. We may not realize how big the problem is, but sooner or later we wake up to the fact that addiction has become the master. No matter what we believe intellectually in our minds about you, Lord, addiction has become a real God to some of us. We no longer rely on the creator of the universe for help with life's challenges. Instead, we cannot face stress or sorrow or weariness or anger without turning to our source of comfort for our addiction. But, Lord, you want to set us free. And you came, Lord Jesus, to break the bonds of slavery, even the slavery of addiction. So, Lord, you know that we want to change. And again and again, we fall back into the same addictive behaviors, and we get discouraged with ourselves. We thank you, Lord, that you are never discouraged with us, and you are always waiting to give us another chance. Father, we can't do this without support. We turn to you. Lead us to your word. Lead us to the throne of God. Lead us to what we need to change. And we thank you for showing us how. The Bible says, Lord, that we can't change the people we love no matter how much or how deeply we love them. Only you can do that. And you know how this addiction in our loved one's life hurts. 
how much we wish we could do something and how helpless we sometimes feel. We give our feelings to you, and we give our loved one to you. We give this entire situation to you, and we trust you to bring your healing power to our loved one's life. In the Gospels, you said, Lord Jesus, that if we want to be your follower, we have to be willing to take up our cross each day and then walk in your footsteps. We claim that this addiction was taken care of on the cross. So we pick up our cross of instruction, our cross of intercession, cross of faith, our cross of believing, and we are not asking to be free of it. But we believe that you have a plan for our lives, and and we know that you will give us the strength to carry it. We want to thank you, Lord, for delivering. We want to thank you for the power in overcoming. We would lift up to you, Father, everyone that's in our family, our church family, our biological family, our extended family that has any kind of addiction at all. And we ask you, Father, to step in and do what only you can do. We trust you, and we know that it is in your heart and desire for them to be fully set free. So we give you praise, glory, and honor, Father, for what you're doing. We thank you for your long-suffering, your persistence, your patience, your grace, and your mercy for those who are trapped in the devil's lures, Father, trapped in prison with the enemy. We thank you for the day that they will be free and free indeed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, Father, there are some of us, it's not a substance that we're addicted to. Some of us, it's an emotion that we're addicted to. Every time a certain situation comes up, we allow these particular emotions to come bowl us over and knock us out. Yes, we know how to bind the devil. Yes, we know what we ought to say and what we ought to do. But somehow, Lord, we manage not to get it done. We ask your forgiveness for all these times, Lord, that we've shirked what we know is our true Christian responsibility to you and to ourselves. We want to thank you that there's victory ahead. There's victory ahead. We don't have to let the devil take our emotions and use them any kind of way. Emotions are a part of our being that you gave to us. It's part of our soul. And it's off limits to the devil. It's off limits to the devil. If it's off limits to the devil, our emotions are not here for the devil to trample over. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power over our emotions. We will not allow people to manipulate our emotions. 
We will not allow situations and events manipulate our emotions. We will certainly not allow the demons to manipulate our emotions. Our emotions are to be holy emotions, a blessing from the Lord. We thank you and we give you praise for the added strength and the abundant grace, the overcoming power of God that gives us the victory in every area. That gives us the victory in every area. We thank you, Lord. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank you that you have given us your peace, Lord Jesus. You said not as the world gives, but the peace that you give that keeps our minds and our hearts. You've explained to us that whatsoever things are of good report to think on these things, that whatsoever things are pure to think on these things, whatsoever things are just, think on these things. Whatsoever things are true, think on these things. You've told us, Lord, what we ought to do. So help us to remember to do them when it's time. Help us not to be so caught up in whatever the circumstance is that we don't maintain our position against the enemy when it comes to our emotions. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Most of us, Lord, that's a weak place. And so we need your strength because where we are weak, your strength comes through. So we know that we can overcome. We know that we can overcome. We know that we can overcome. There is nothing any person can do that is greater than your love for us. Doesn't matter who it is. You had a family, Lord Jesus, a biological family, and they did things that didn't make you happy. But it didn't separate you from the Father's love. It didn't separate you from the Father's love. That same position. We have family members and friends, and associates, and co-workers that sometimes do things, say things, act in ways that are contrary. But, Lord, it does not separate us from your love. So we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you for your abounding grace, your abundant grace. Where sin doth abound, your grace doth much more abound. Thank you for the grace, Father. We receive it in Jesus' name. We receive it in Jesus' name. We receive it in Jesus' holy name. We receive it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, 
We bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. The territories from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. And we come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to a strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar devils, electronic, digital, Technology demons and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. In Jesus' name, oh, thank you, Lord. We bind Leviathan and all of the Leviathan spirit attacks, all brainwashing and kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits, their attacks. Passive devils and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. We take authority, dominion, and power over any spirit that invades our privacy in Jesus' name. All those prying and intrusive demons, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, boredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, the charmer and the seducer as well. All targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, all microwave attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components, everything coming from outer space, from any planet. From any station that it has a a station that is on a planet, everything being beamed through the satellite, every weapon coming to us through the atmosphere, every weapon being sent against us through the atmosphere, 
We bind everything coming off the cell towers and through our electronic and technological devices in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic art, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, witchcraft from the deep. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Seeking witchcraft activities that happen in the cities under the sea around the globe. We take authority, dominion, and power over you, and we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We send you into the spiritual cage, and we command you to go to the feet of Jesus to be judged immediately. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you. Amen. Reiki, Rukoto. We bind global cabals. We bind every coven of witches, of warlocks, of wizards, of divinators, sorcerers, shamans, occult workers. Illuminati, all of those clubs and organizations and groups that comprise it. All cult, tribal witchcraft, indigenous, indigenous group witchcraft, Polynesian, Malaysian, Filipino, Cuban, Haitian, Caribbean, Caribbean and Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind all demons responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog, and every abomination has been committed. We bind the Lord of the Flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. Done on the phases of the moon. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over the super moon that's supposed to show up on tomorrow. Father, you made the moon to be a blessing to us. It's to be a light in the night. We cancel and make void all satanic, all occultic, and all witchcraft activity relating to the moon. In Jesus' name. We we send it back where it came from. Wherever those attacks and curses and 
whatever they may be, came, Father, we send it back. We bind it off the general popular in the name of Jesus. We bind it off of persons that are considered what the world calls mentally ill. We bind those effects from them now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for your protection over them in Jesus' name. Whatever the hope or the intent of that satanic activity is, we send that back. All the intents and purposes and causes, we send it back in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we now condemn in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for that, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for that. Thank you. You thought of everything. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his power to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog, and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up all of the pets of the of the members of Miracle Internet Church before you. And we plead the blood of Jesus over them. And we thank you, Lord, for their protection as this season progresses. We take authority, dominion, and power over all sacrifices that are done during this season, all uncleanness that is done in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, to send your angels through our atmosphere that the atmosphere over us would become cleansed in Jesus' name and not defiled by the idolatry of the culture in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, we thank you. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. Spirits of infirmity supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract. Monitor, track, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool. The, the words of the fool in Jesus' name, we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. And we return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, 
psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, and sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights. Returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. We thank you, Father, for returning to sender all Cameroonian wizardry. All black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, whatever they may find to do. All the work of the shamans, we return to sender in Jesus' name. All Nigerian witchcraft, all tribal witchcraft, all Chaldean witchcraft, all ancient witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magic patterns, even in number, binding synchrony in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, the New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. Make believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, chaining them with eternal chains unto darkness in Jesus' name, sending them into the spiritual cage, into the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Father, in Jesus' holy name, your power is greater than the temptation to sin. And we thank you, Lord, for helping each of us not to yield to the temptations to sin in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us. 
in the narrow way. And not allowing sin to have dominion over us. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you. Amen. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities, Aha, uh-huh. Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72. We chain you with eternal chains unto darkness. We send you into the spiritual cage, into the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the work of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, cold and hot spots, and psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power. We bind the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, vow, or pact. We bind the rituals, we bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, Freemasonry, and the works and practices of all the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals of every secret society in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of descent. We take authority, dominion, and power over every spirit that attacks our genitals. Thank you, Lord. 
Arro godere menese tera brose de radio kura la radio sola radio sola rabrikia sa. Amen. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the land of sin. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, foolishness of our own opinions, and we bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own heads, as well as their mind control. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief and accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief and whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We disconnect and we command them to leave us now. We loose ourselves from you. We bind every demon coming across the computer lines and we send them back with all the curses that they came to bring in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over animals that come onto our property, fly over our property, come in contact with our vehicle that bring evil curses with them. We bind those curses in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send them back where they came from in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. We thank you, Father, for rescuing, a hallelujah, and delivering Christians that have been persecuted, that are being persecuted, and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, Father. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. Though though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves and our mode of transportation, whatever it may be, in the blood of Jesus Christ. We take authority and dominion over the animals and demons and objects, even objects in the hallway that we might fall over or trip over. We take authority, dominion, and power over that. In the name of Jesus Christ, no harm shall come to us in Jesus' name. No evil shall befall us in the name of Jesus Christ. Even if we rearrange the furniture and put it in a different place and we get up in the middle of the night and forget, Father, no harm shall come to us in Jesus' name. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
uh, substances have been released into the atmosphere that are harmful against people and against animals. We take authority, dominion, and power over all of the substances that have been released into the atmosphere worldwide that are harmful to people and to animals. We bind them in the name of Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send them right back where they came from. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, you desire for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. You don't have pollution in heaven. And there should not be pollution in our atmosphere in the, in the earth. So, we, Father, we take authority of all manner and types of pollution, be it spiritual, be it physical or chemical, whatever it may be. We bind every form of, of pollution in our environment in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for bringing, causing it to become completely uncovered, Lord. Amen. Uncover it, Lord. Completely uncover it so that the average person clearly understands and knows what has happened in Jesus' name and who is responsible. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the night, demons attempting to come on our property, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone violating our dreams, anything that we've been fed in in our dreams. Hallelujah. We bind those dreams. We bind the intent. We bind the demons that brought it, and we attach it to the demon that brought it. We command him to go to the feet of Jesus, bound and caged for judgment. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, all witchcraft, voodoo, anything sent to us by the demonic realm. And we cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We blow, we destroy. We destroy and break down. We tear down and rip apart walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, and shamans, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such, in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for melting and removing those shields that the demonic ones hide behind in Jesus' name. All false shields. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We break the power of charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, uh, fetishes, all witchcraft, death, psychic warfare, psychic power, ungodly blessings, chantings, incantations, Incense and candle burnings, crystals, hoodoo, root works, tribal rituals, and sins. All jinxes, uh-huh, 
voodoo, magic, and sorcery. We take authority, dominion, and power over such in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, that we have the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over all ungodly spirit guides in Jesus' name. We bind them. We mute the Muslim and gag them with the blood of Jesus. We send them caged to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We want to thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We send back spirits of bitterness, murder, and hate, envy, jealousy, wizardry, and sorcery. Blindness, bondage, and fear and heaviness. We thank you, Lord, for destroying the yoke. We thank you, Lord, for forgiving our sins. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to use our free will to glorify your holy name. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we release the wisdom of God upon the people of Miracle Internet Church. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm 107. Psalm 107. And our verses for meditation come from the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through 12. And our featured ebook is Deliverance is the Spirit of Rebellion, Deliverance Root System. Amen. Everyone needs to read that book. So tonight, we're going to talk about blessings for us, blessings for us. And those of you who are able to uh, jot down the scriptures you should tonight, there'll be quite a few of them, and I'm sure you would want to know what they are. Amen. However, we are going to begin in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're going to begin with verse 1. Deuteronomy, chapter 28, beginning with verse 1. Deuteronomy, chapter 28, beginning with verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently. Hearken, that means listen, with the full intent of obeying. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee, and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken 
unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So now there's nobody there in that verse stopping you from listening to the Lord with the full intent of obeying him. Amen? All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. So if you're a city dweller, you're blessed there. If you're out in the countryside, you're blessed there. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Wow. That's how these people made their living. That's how they made their living. Amen? Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall be thy checking account, thy savings account, and thy investment portfolio. We'll put it that way. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. To be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse. And in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Wherever God sets you, he's going to bless you. Amen? The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. Didn't say anything about your ways. It says his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in good, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. We know who hasn't read this, don't we? And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, to obey them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words 
which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Amen? Amen. So as you can see, there is not any category of our life, no aspect of our life, that God has not commanded the blessing. However, obedience is required. Obedience is required. Many of you are experiencing situations in your life, and you're looking for those situations to change. Obedience is required. If you don't know where you're missing it, ask the Lord. He will help you. It's his good pleasure to give you the blessings of the kingdom. Amen? So now, nothing can stop you but you. Amen. Amen. Nothing can stop you but you. You need to think about that. Nothing and no one can stop you from being blessed of the Lord but you. The the devil might try to use situations and people to hinder, but he can't stop it. See, when God says something, there is power in his word to carry out what he said. And we've talked about that before, that God's word carries his power. Amen? So, see, these scriptures that we have read and many others are God's promise to his people. We are his people. These offers of promise depend upon our willing obedience to our God. God has already committed himself. Have you? Have you fully committed to him? So let's consider these promises in our lives. Will we do with them? One of the first prom- uh, promises that we're going to look at tonight can be found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Now, I'm going to give you a moment to get there because we're all the way in Deuteronomy. Matthew chapter 5, verse Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Mercy? Yes, mercy. The affectionate pity to those who are needy, distressed, or suffering in mind, body, or estate. You know what that is. The kindness or compassion to those who are in need of them. It is the reality 
of God's willingness to remain in covenant with the disobedient and rebellious. It is the expression of his compassion for us in our weakness and misery. Amen? Mercy is the affectionate pity to those who are needy, distressed, or suffering in mind, body, or estate. The kindness or passion to those who are in need of them. It is the reality of God's willingness. It is the reality of God's willingness to remain in covenant with the disobedient and the rebellious. It is the expression of his compassion for us in our weakness and misery. So God is saying to us, that when we express mercy to others, we will in turn receive mercy. You know, I cannot think of any situation in which we can afford not to have mercy. We need mercy. We need a lot of it. We are flawed people, and so is everyone else. We don't always do the right thing at the right time. And we need mercy. So since we have such a great need for mercy, it would behoove us, it would be in our best interest for us to be merciful. And I do believe that we can grow in this grace. It's not that we are not merciful at all. It's just that we ought to grow in this grace. Amen? We ought to grow in this grace. That's right. We ought to grow in this grace. Okay, I've always been merciful, Pastor. I feel sorry for people, and I try to help them out. But there's growth. There's growth. You can grow in mercy. Yes. You can become stronger in mercy than you have been in the past. You see, unfortunately, most Christians believe that, okay, when I see this attribute or this fruit of the Spirit budding in my life, okay, I got it, and then that's about all they're going to do. No, 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 no. Quite the contrary. We're to grow in grace. The fruit of the Spirit is supposed to abound in our lives. We're supposed to eventually become like a fruit tree that has so much fruit on it that it's weighed down and people have to come pluck it. So we can grow. We can become more fruitful. And we can become more merciful. Amen? Amen. In Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Luke chapter 6, verse 36. We will find these words from the Lord. 
the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 36. Be ye, therefore, merciful. In other words, you be merciful. Amen? Be merciful. This is a direct one-on-one. Remember I told you that the Bible is not a dead book. It talks. Well, it's talking. Are you listening? I think you are. He's saying directly to each of us, I want you to be merciful. I want you to be merciful. I desire for you to excel in mercy. The Bible says in verse 35, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. He is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. And I believe uh, each of us might be still related to one of one of those. Amen? To the unthankful and even possibly to the evil. It's part of the human condition. Be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Judge not. You know, we talked about this on, on a Sunday. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Be fruitful in forgiveness. Be fruitful in forgiveness. Amen? Be fruitful in forgiveness. Amen. That's that's. That's a good one. Be fruitful in forgiveness. This expression of God's love helps us to easily forgive injuries. Injuries will come. We live on this planet. There are no perfect people and neither are we. Injuries will come. Offense will come. But we don't have to hold it. We can send it on its way. Causes us to forgive without being asked. People are going to disappoint us, saints. We may as well just get used to that thought. And sometimes the someone is us. And sometimes we think the someone is God. Nonetheless, we need to be generous in forgiveness, even forgiving ourselves and forgiving God. Amen. Amen, amen. Some of us still have a hard time forgiving ourselves for our own imperfections and weaknesses. Some of us want perfection so badly that we have a difficult time not condemning ourselves. He says, judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. 
Well, that includes you too. It does. So when you condemn yourself, you have sinned. And repentance is required. Amen. Some of us want, you know, every every little spot covered and every little uh, uh, I dotted and every little T crossed, and we can't be satisfied or at peace until it's that way. We're still struggling to get over ourselves. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's improve. We can do that. We can always have improvement. We're still here in the earth. We can improve. There's nothing wrong with improvement. Amen? So, mercy encourages us to continue to do good in spite of the ingratitude of others. That's right. In the face of blatant ingratitude, mercy enables us and encourages us to continue to do good anyway. Because we don't do it as unto men, we do it as unto the Lord. The Lord God is our example. And he is very pitiful and of tender mercy. The Bible says he's of tender mercy. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, putting up with one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Joseph had to forgive his siblings. Joseph had to forgive his siblings. Amen. So how are we to do this? Since we belong to God and he has given us his life, and being moved because of his mercy for us, we must practice kindness to others, not because they deserve it, for we did not deserve salvation. Not a good impression, yet ready to suffer quietly and patiently. Quietly and patiently. We must act like our Heavenly Father, being gentle 
and ready to forgive, never holding grudges and bitterness. Never holding grudges and bitterness. The Father has forgiven us, so we must forgive others. Amen. James chapter 2, verse 13. James chapter 2, verse 13. James chapter 2, verse 13. Hebrews, then James. For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy. And mercy rejoiceth against judgment, for he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath showed no mercy. And mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Saying, there will be no mercy for us if we have not shown mercy to others. However, If we have been merciful, then God's mercy towards us will override judgment against us. There will be no mercy for us if we have not shown mercy to others. However, if we have been merciful, then God's mercy toward us will override judgment against us. Psalm 18, verse 25. Psalm 18, verse 25. Psalm 18, verse 25. With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With the merciful, those who have shown mercy, thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. Amen? If we sow mercy, we'll reap mercy from God. If we've been upright, God will be upright to us. Amen? That's it. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Beginning with verse 3. Proverbs. You know, none of us is perfect. All of us do things that in retrospect we wish we had not done. So it would it would be to our advantage to be as merciful as we can be. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Don't let them abandon you. Don't you abandon them. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Mercy and truth are supposed to be written on our heart. So shall we find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man in the sight of God and man. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17. 
Proverbs, chapter 11, and verse 17. Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 17. The merciful man doeth good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubleth his own flesh. You know, there are people who are what we term mean-spirited, so we think. And I've always, and maybe you did too, that they learned this in their upbringing. Either it's a generational curse in their life or they learned it somewhere along the life in their upbringing. Something has happened traumatic in their lives that has brought this bad fruit forth. Amen? So we should be careful about judging those who bring forth bad fruit because at one point we did, and maybe we still do. There was a time when every curse that was written was against most of us, so we have to be careful, you know? We do. So when we are merciful, we're doing our own soul some good. Our own souls are nourished when we are kind. No act of kindness is ever wasted. Our own souls are nourished when we are kind, and our own souls are destroyed when we are cruel. Uh Uh-huh. Something to think about. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 21. He that despises his neighbor sinneth. He that despises his neighbor sinneth. Mm-hmm. So now you know you're not supposed to despise your neighbor. That's not the Jesus way. They may be irritating and annoying, but you're not to despise them. Amen. 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 But he that has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not err that devise evil? But mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good. We need mercy, so we must have mercy on the poor. We cannot despise our neighbor because when we do, we sin. Amen. When they do, they sin. If we do, we sin. But mercy and truth 
shall be to those that do good, that devise good. Amen. So when we oppress the poor, we insult God. But if we are to honor God, then we will have mercy on the poor. And sometimes we need to learn to do it when we are the poor. That's right. That's the God way. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I know. I can hear. Amen. (laughs) Proverbs 14, verse 31. Proverbs 14, let's just go to verse 31. He that oppresses the poor reproaches his maker. You insult God when you oppress the poor. But he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. When you honor God, you have mercy on the poor. And God wants us to have mercy on the poor. He has mercy on the poor. We're supposed to act like him. So we're not going to go around insulting God by being an oppressor of the poor in any way. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 21.21. Proverbs 21.21. Proverbs 21.21. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. Sounds good to me. I hope you think so, too. Amen. Hosea, chapter 12. Hosea, chapter 12. Hosea is right after Daniel. Hosea, chapter 12, verse 6. Therefore, turn thou to thy God. Keep mercy and judgment and wait on thy God continually. Therefore, turn thou to thy God. Keep mercy and judgment, and wait on thy God continually. Say, God wants us to grow up to be like him. He wants us to grow up and be just like him. Psalm 145, beginning with verse 8. Psalm 145, beginning with verse 8. Psalm 145, beginning with verse 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion slow to anger 
and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all. The nice and the nasties too. And his tender mercies are over all his works. So God wants us to be gracious. He wants us to be full of compassion. He wants us to be slow to anger. And he wants us to be of great mercy. He wants us to be good to all. Amen. He says you don't go to heaven unless you do what he says do. Amen. 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 We understand that, don't we? Yes, we do. God wants us to be gracious. He wants us to be full of compassion. He wants us to be slow to anger. He wants us to be of great mercy, just like he is. He wants us to be good to all. It takes some practice, but we can get there. Psalm 86, beginning with verse 5. Psalm 86, beginning with verse 5. Psalm 86, beginning with verse 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. There it is. Every day we have to be ready to forgive. And plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Plenteous in mercy to whomever. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Right. There it is. God wants us to be good, ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy. That's what he's looking for. Now that we understand what God is looking for and what we ought to do that we might receive mercy, let's go for it. Amen? Let's go for it. Saints, God promises help to all his people. He promises help to us, to all his people. It is the blessing of God. Psalm 103, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 103, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 103, beginning with verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. See, there are benefits that come with being in relationship to our God, who forgiveth all thine iniquity, who healeth all thy diseases. You've got a disease, he heals it. So if you need help, if you need healing, he's the one to seek. He promises that he heals 
all of our diseases. That's right. And he keeps his word. Amen. He forgives all of our sins and he heals all of our diseases. Verse 5, who satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Ah, you think some of those good things could be the words that come out of our mouth? You think? You think so? Saints, we are reminded that our healing is from the Lord. He may choose differing methods, but it is ultimately from him. It has always been God's desire for his people to overcome the devastation of corruption. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. You know, I firmly believe that some people's diseases are directly connected to some trauma or situation or painful event that happened in their life. And that the disease doesn't show up till many years later. Some of them can be directly linked to something that has happened in our past. Ask the Lord. It does not hurt to answer, but ask because he will eventually answer us. Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. But speaking of Jesus, but he was wounded for our transgressions, for our sins. He was bruised for our iniquity, all of our wrongdoing. The chastisement of our peace was put upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Jesus was wounded and bruised and beaten for our sins, not for his own. He was punished as a felon, so to obtain our peace. He was punished as a felon, so to obtain our peace. The blood strikes from the surging whip embedded with metal shards, which tore away his flesh, was for our healing. The blood strikes. From the scourging whip embedded with metal shards, which tore away his flesh, was for our healing. He wanted us healed this much. He wanted us healed this much. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter eleven, three through twenty-four. 
1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 24. When we partake of Holy Communion, we are displaying or retelling the truth of the Lord's death, where he defeated death, hell, and the grave. When we partake of Holy Communion, we are displaying or retelling the truth of the Lord's death, where he defeated death, hell, and the grave. We are taking the witness stand, declaring that the Lord did indeed die and rise again as the scriptures declare. In this process to Calvary, in this procession to Calvary, he shed his blood that we would receive healing in our body. His body was mangled that ours would be restored. Healing is curing or restoring to a sound and healthy condition. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed were the healing has already been released. Receive it. Second Kings chapter twenty verse five. Second Kings chapter twenty verse five. Second Kings chapter twenty verse five. Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Behold, I will heal thee. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Second Chronicles Chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, 
Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Our God heals. Amen? Our God heals. Isaiah chapter 19, verse 22. Isaiah chapter 19, verse 22. Isaiah chapter 19, verse 22. He shall smite and heal it, and they shall return even to the Lord. And he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. Amen. Hosea, chapter 6, verse 1. Hosea, chapter 6, verse 1. Come and let us return unto the Lord. For he has torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. After two days will he revive us. In the third day he will raise us up, and shall, and we shall live in his sight. Amen. And then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we follow on to know the Lord. Saints. Health is our inheritance as children of God. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So my question to you is, saints, do you speak to your body and command it to obey the word of God? Do you speak to your body? Do you speak to your body parts and command them in the name of Jesus to obey the word of the Lord. The Bible says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Amen. And ye shall have them. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah. Chapter 30, verse 17. Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 17. Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 17. For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. I will restore health unto thee, 
and I will heal thee of thy wounds, the Lord. Psalm 147, verse 3. Psalm 147, verse 3. Psalm 147, verse 3. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Amen? Amen. So that you can't go around pretending that there's no pain where there actually is pain if you desire for him to heal you because you have to walk in truth. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, not in your opinion, in his sight, and will give ear to his commandment and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's who he is to us, is the Lord that heals us. So another of our promises, our covenant promises, is protection. Protection. It is a blessing of the Lord to his people. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 30. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 30. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 30. The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you. He goes before us and he fights for us, if we will allow him to. Some people are of the mistaken belief that they have to defend themselves in everything, and that's simply not the truth. Because the Bible says right here that God goes before us and he fights for us. Amen? We need to remember that thing in our everyday lives. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, For the battle is not yours, but God. The battle is not yours, but God. Really? Seriously. You should talk to the Lord about that in your situation. Amen. That ought to be a point of discussion with the Lord. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 91, beginning with verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge 
and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. That's a lure or a trap by someone who's trying to catch a bird. They hide the trap so the bird doesn't detect it, and then the bird is snared. But he will deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover us with his feathers. He promises to do this. He promises. He promises to do this for his people. Amen. He promises to protect us from fatal plagues. Amen. He does. And under his wings shalt thou trust. God's a shelter for us. His truth is our shield and our buckler. It's a shield. In the olden days, the shield was about as big as a person, especially if you were my height. His promises are our armor. We shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor arrow that flieth by day. No matter when the danger is, whether it's in the day or whether it's in the night. Nor for the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. They don't belong to us. Protection belongs to us from our God. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Amen. Amen. Nahum, chapter 1, verse 7. Nahum, chapter 1, verse 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. He knoweth them that trust in him. Luke chapter 12, yeah, Luke chapter 12, verse 7. Luke chapter 12, verse 7. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Isaiah 59, verse 1. Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 1. 
Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot, neither his, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. Really? That's right. There's nothing wrong on God's end where he can't save you. So that means the problem is on our end. Amen. It is so. That's right. Amen. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Sounds like an opportunity for repentance. Amen. Psalm 9, verse 9. Psalm 9, verse 9. Psalm 9, verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. A refuge in times of trouble. 71, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 71, beginning with verse 2. Psalm 71, beginning with verse 2. Deliver me in thy righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline thine ear unto me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 18, verse 10. Proverbs 18, verse 10. Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. And is safe. Psalm 46, verse 1. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof may glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. Amen. Amen. Psalm 89. Psalm 89, verse 18. Psalm 89, verse 18. Psalm 89, verse 18. 
For the Lord is our defense. The Lord is our defense. And the Holy One of Israel is our King. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 18. The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I encourage you to study these scriptures and allow them to speak to your heart. Brother Bill, is that you? It's me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Praise the Lord. I have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's get started. Winnie has a very nice praise report that should encourage everyone. When I was almost finishing my degree, I was working, but the manager was always harassing me to sleep with him. If I wanted to keep my job and the company was restructuring and firing was on the way, plus the owner wanted to buy for a political position, so he had to cut costs. Also, one of the executives was my friend, but I found out he was a Luciferian, and I was trying to avoid him. Those days, I didn't know how to cut ties. But I knew how to plead the blood of Jesus and didn't treat him badly, though I burnt, deleted the book he had given me, The Alchemist. Eventually, I lost the job. I went home and finished the degree and prayed constantly. Just when I was about to complete school, I needed an internship, and someone called my parent, and I got the internship. I finished school, but that firm couldn't employ me because I didn't have anything recommending me from my previous job and my colleagues based on what I come to know later used to lie. I didn't know how to do the job. I talked to the partners and asked them to allow me to work with unkept money while I looked for another job. That year in April, the work to Easter, I was meeting a friend in the city, but she kept lying. She is not far, and I waited an hour or two. I just left. I was angry inside me, but when I got near my apartment, I lived in at night walking. Someone hit me in the head with a machete. I started running, saying, I plead the blood of Jesus repeatedly. He hit me three times on the head. I was running and started running, (coughs) and he started running, snatched my bag, and I saw angels chasing him before anyone could come out to help me. I didn't stop pleading the blood of Jesus and transfusing myself with the blood of Jesus until the doctor finished stitching. When everyone was panicking, the blood was all over. I never stopped praying. I went home, forgave the attacker in prayers, and never felt pain during the recovery and stitch removal. I healed fast, too. 
after two weeks, I was already ready to return to work on Monday on my way. The traffic police stopped me, the vehicle, and arrested the vehicle driver in public transport. We begged him to allow the driver to take us to return to the police station. The officer refused and arrested all of us. We went to jail in court without knowing what we were arrested for. By the grace of God, my brother had given me this old phone. I couldn't even call someone to bring me some money to the police station before the phone being confiscated. I hadn't replaced stolen things. When in court, I met someone in the court, officers, and she advised me to plead guilty and pay the fine. Otherwise, I'd be jailed for two weeks and to have an unending case without any proof. The judge charged me with a misdemeanor, and the penalty was little. I continued going to work, though I realized they were trying to replace me. By some social media posts from my colleagues, they thought I would never be the same. The same week I returned to work, one evening, while going home in the city, a thug tried to rob me, was threatening, and asking me for money. Whatever He'd tell me I would respond. I plead the blood of Jesus against you, and I never gave him anything. All of a sudden, the thug started running away. I thought he saw someone coming to assist me. I looked behind but didn't see anyone. The whole place was clear. In my country, people rarely help others among the streets because you could be walking into a trap for then those Attacks stopped. From then, those attacks stopped. I had not healed completely, had a bandage and a wig. I wasn't feeling pain at all. And the Lord had someone I was in college with to give me a lift and two from work their own at work. During those two weeks, I was recovering, and the firm had entered into a organizational performance index competition with other firms and they were on training I wasn't aware when I got back I was signed to one area a full department that was not in existence I had no experience so I had to research and implement I always asked the Holy Spirit to show me things the assessors would come and interview me see what was going on they had no clue that the department and documentations were non-existent before they took the documents and waited as I was looking for another job awards day came in November and I was allowed to attend guess what all the other departments in that firm were won the main award for that area. It was unbelievable, but with God, all things are possible. All the other departments in that firm, my work, won the main award for that area. Wow. It was unbelievable, but God made all things possible. The next day, I was given a confirmation letter, salary increase, and still another salary increase, as everyone else's salaries were increased due to the wind and the publicity that newspaper firm is already making good money and how it has stopped. How when I first joined, bonuses were good. Later, I started to understand that the devil fought me hard. He saw the door opened and wanted to stop it. He tried to stop me, but he could not stop Jesus. Glory to God. He rules and reigns forever. 
this testimony encourages me that just because the devil is doing all he can, Jesus Christ, his blood is, and his blood is a match for the adversary. The devil can't beat Jesus's blood. When I am not perfect, his blood protects me and his mercies are new every morning. And I thank God for deliverance. And he has been doing separating me from all appearances of evil, rendering me and his continuous healing of my head. Last year, he delivered me from migraines that would come on once each month during Menses caused by a water spirit, a marine prince, embody all the doors he has opened. One doctor during an x-ray told me, you must be a follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And she goes on to say two years ago, back when I was in college at, and a Catholic but believed in the Bible, one guy, one time a guy really hurt me. And I started having severe anxiety and emotional breakdown. I was crying in my room several days and prayed, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness in our spirit and the children of God. And I asked God to help me. I am his child. In the meantime, also, I was calling the psychiatrist, but they could not help me. Without money, I tried buying antidepressants. Everyone refused to sell me without a prescription. I saw a church flyer that was not Catholic. I called the pastor, and he invited me to attend a Sunday service. I went, and he said he is I went and he said is now starting paid counseling. I had no money. I went to the front and called people for prayer, and he humiliated me in front of everyone. And I said, and said, I don't have faith. I went home in another symptom. Come from a blockage in my chest. One time I was in the front crying, Father, 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 and Father, help me. I heard a voice asking me, Who upset you? I have good news. I love you. And uh, the next day I was attending college, evening classes. I passed by a pharmacist, and I was checking the blockage, and I told him I had stress, hoping he would give me antidepressants. God always made a way. The psychiatrist took my number. He gave me his wife's number so she could talk to me. What I did not know is she was a prayer warrior, and with six other women but hidden something strange happened the moment he gave me her contact the chest symptoms vanished i met her she led me to the lord and the lord went and went to her home and they with the other women prayed for me anxiety depression and uh, was no more no symptoms management meds no paying a psychiatrist glory to God is awesome prayer. Nothing is a big deal for him, it seems to us. He is the best, and they last. Also, I thank the God for 
I thank you, God, for further deliverance from my mind and through the MIC resources, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. This is a wonderful testimony, God. When I was searching for deliverance, a little church I was at, an evangelist came through. I went up to the altar to get prayer. I'm seeking deliverance and help, and he did this in front of the whole church. He just looked at me and said, ooh, nasty, in front of the whole church. When you're seeking God with all your heart, you'll be surprised how the devil will use anybody to attack you. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for this wonderful testimony, for her having the courage to speak that. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. We have many more, but we're low on time. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for this testimony. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I hope that... um that you were encouraged by those words. You know, I know some of you have been through similar experiences, and I want you to be encouraged in the Lord. At that time in her life, she didn't know the Lord the way she does now, but she did know about the blood. She did know about the blood, and God honored it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. She did know about the blood. Amen. So when you get all, you know, upset, and sometimes in your mind you can't think straight, you know about the blood too. You know the name of Jesus. Amen. You know what to do. She didn't know how to do all that back then, but you know. So we're requesting adjudications. Thank you, Brother Bill. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning last year, the Toronto District School Board asked elementary school students to fill out a highly intrusive survey focused on questions of race and sexuality. Among the more than 50 questions posed, the kids were asked to describe their current gender identity and whether they were familiar with practices trans persons use to contort and hide their genitals, such as breast binding and penis tucking. They really, there really was no defending the questions. The board promptly removed the survey following outcry. My own young boys were given the survey. While it would have been better if the survey had never been released, The occasion did expose just how extreme the mindset is getting for some activists in terms of how they talk to kids about gender issues. It's incidents like this that are fueling an emerging parental rights movement in Canada, where people of all backgrounds, including gay and lesbian persons, are saying enough is enough. This has become a political issue in recent weeks as several provinces have taken a stand on the need for schools to notify parents and seek their consent if their child requests to be known as a different name or gender. It began with New Brunswick's policy 713, which says students under the age of 16 can't use a different name or pronoun in class without their parents' consent. Parents deserve to be respected and must 
and we must recognize the critical role in their child's life and education. New Brunswick Education Minister Bill Hogan told reporters, we stand by the changes we've made to Policy 713, and we believe that parents should be involved in every aspect of a young child's education. The governments in Ontario, Manitoba, and Saskatchewan have all voiced support for a similar approach. And a new poll by Angus Reid Institute indicates that public opinion is very much on their side, with a vast majority of respondents reportedly saying parents must be kept informed. It's just common sense. Yet some groups are lashing out in worrisome ways. This is what happened after Ontario Education Minister Stephen Lee said parents must be fully involved in what's happening with their children. The president of Unifor issued a bizarre statement saying she was appalled at his remarks. Lana Payne, Unifor's national president, continued, for queer and trans students, flooring their identity in social settings is hard enough without their teachers being forced to out them to their parents for the simple request of going by a different name or pronoun in class. Sammy Ahashi, regional director of Unifor Ontario, went further, calling Lisa's statement, a sharp right turn that will endanger students and force them to be dead named at school or outed at home. Dead naming is the practice of calling a transgender person by their former name. These are alarming responses. That's because few people are troubled by the idea that some adults choose to present as a different gender and that they reserve the same basic rights and freedoms as as everyone else. But what is troubling more and more parents of all walks of life is this notion from some corners that it's completely okay for people to not only talk encouragingly about very serious and life-altering subjects of gender transition with kids, but that it's preferable to do it behind the backs of parents. You know, Saint, I want to tell you right here and now about this tendency and habits some people have to circumvent ungodly. It's ungodly. It is outright ungodly. The scriptures say so. And it's part of the reason the pandemic went the way it did. You see, um, President Obama was notified that they were developing beyond a point that, beyond a cautious point, I'll say that, bioweapon. And so he took, he took steps to slow that, that metho- methodology down. Well, that did not stop Mr. Fawcett. He found a way to... Uh, employ that system of beliefs and practices in Wuhan. So you see what resulted from that. That's what happens when you circumvent authority. For when your parents say, you have to ask me first, they mean it and God means it. Amen? Amen. So, 
that it's preferable to do it behind the backs of parents is illegal, ungodly, and it will bring the judgment of Almighty God. A lot of gay and lesbian people are also upset that this is being pushed under the guise of gay rights, and they want nothing to do with it. It outrages me as a lesbian to read how TDSB would endeavor to ram such concepts down the throats of vulnerable students. True North columnist Sue Ann Levy wrote when covering the school survey, the way the issue is being pushed is causing a lot of division in some communities. Muslim parents are particularly upset with how transgender issues are being given attention in the classroom. Ottawa businessman is planning what he is calling a million-person march for late September in the hopes of getting parents of all faiths out nationwide to protest against gender ideology in the classroom. The hardline activists may think that they can prevail against this growing parental rights movement, but the reality is they've got protests, public opinion, and premieres all against them. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication concerning that. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning international scientists have jointly signed a declaration dismissing the existence of a climate crisis and insisting that carbon dioxide is beneficial to Earth, contrary to the popular alarmist narrative. There is no climate emergency. The Global Climate Intelligence Group said in its World Climate Declaration made public in August. Now, those of us who can remember uh, Mr. Gore and his worship of uh, a Mother Earth, uh, remember that he, he brought to the forefront a lot of these climate issues. But he was found to be a fraud. So they haven't let that drop. They're going to stir it again. Amen. No, he's not a Christian. Climate science should be less political, while climate policies should be more scientific. Scientists should openly address uncertainties and exaggerations in their predictions of global warming, while politicians should dispassionately count the real costs as well as the imagined benefits of their policy measures. A total of 1,609 scientists and professionals from around the world have signed the declaration, including 321 from the United States. The coalition pointed out that Earth's climate has varied as long as it has existed with the planet experiencing several cold and warm phases. The Little Ice Age only ended as recently as 1850, they said. Therefore, it is no surprise that we now are experiencing a period of warming, the Declaration said. Warming is happening far slower than predicted by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Climate models may have shortcomings, and are not remotely plausible as policy tools, the coalition said, adding that these models exaggerate the effect of greenhouse gases and ignore the fact that enriching the atmosphere with CO2 
is beneficial. That's carbon dioxide, okay? For instance, even though climate alarmists characterize carbon dioxide as environmentally damaging, the coalition pointed out that the gas is not a pollutant. Carbon dioxide is essential to all life on Earth and is favorable for nature. Extra CO2, extra carbon dioxide results in the growth of global plant biomass while also boosting the yields of crops worldwide. Clientele also dismissed the narrative of global warming being linked to increased natural disasters like hurricanes, floods, and drought, stressing that there is no statistical evidence to support these claims. If you recall, uh, recently, all of a sudden, the government manipulated the weather to send two large hurricanes to Florida back to back. And a certain president opened his mouth to say that these events verify that there is global warming. Well, you see, one thing I do know, that we have to give an account for every idle word we speak, and I'm certain that there will be an accounting for his word. Amen? We are to walk in truth, not in not in lies, not in presumption, not in false judgment, and not in superstition, especially when there's a financial uh, incentive to lie. Clientele also dismissed the narrative of global warming being linked to increased natural disasters like hurricanes, floods, and droughts, stressing that there is no statistical evidence to support these claims. There is no climate emergency. Therefore, there is no cause for panic and alarm. We strongly oppose the harmful and unrealistic net zero CO2 policy proposed for 2050. Now you know whose agenda that really is. Go for adaptation instead of mitigation. Adaptation works wherever the causes are, it said. To believe the outcome of a climate model is to believe what the model makers have. Precisely the problem of today's climate discussion to which climate models are central. Climate science has degenerated into a discussion based on beliefs, not on sound self-critical science. Should not we free ourselves from the naive belief in immature climate models? Among the clientele signatories are two Nobel laureates, physicist John Francis Clauser from the United States and Ivan, I don't want to destroy his last name, a Norwegian-American. Mr. Clauser has made a significant addition to climate models to discuss the narrative of global warming. The visible light reflected by cumulus clouds, which, on average, cover half the earth. Current climate models vastly underestimate this aspect of cumulus cloud reflection, which pays a key role in regulating the earth's temperature. Mr. Clouser previously told President Biden that he disagreed with his climate policy. In May, Mr. Clouser was elected to the board of directors 
at the CO2 Coalition, a group focusing on the beneficial contributions of carbon dioxide in the environment. The popular narrative about climate change reflects a dangerous corruption of science that threatens the world's economy and the well-being of billions of people, Mr. Klauser said in a May 5 statement. Misguided climate science has metastasized into a massive shock journalist pseudoscience. In turn, the pseudoscience has become a scapegoat for a wide variety of other unrelated ills. It has been promoted and extended by similarly misguided business marketing agents, politicians, journalists, government agencies, and environmentalists. In my opinion, there is no real climate crisis. Clintel's declaration against the climate change narrative counters propaganda spread by climate alarmists who have long predicted doomsday scenarios triggered by global warming, none of which have ever come true. In 1970, some climate scientists predicted that the Earth would move into a new ice age by the 21st century. Pollution experts James Lodge predicted that air pollution may obliterate the sun, cause a new ice age in the first third of the new century, according to the Boston Globe. In May 1982, Tolba, Mustafa Tolba, then executive director of the United Nations Environmental Program, said that if the world did not change course, it would face an environmental catastrophe, which will witness devastation as complete, as irreversible as, in, as any nuclear holocaust by, 20, by 2000. In June 2008, James Hansen, director of NASA's Goddard Institute of Space Scientists, said that within five to ten years, the Arctic would have no ice left in the summer. As climate alarmists continue to spread propaganda about global warming, the topic has become an issue in the 2024 presidential race, with multiple candidates openly dismissing it. Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said that the climate change is being used to control us through fear. Being used to control us through fear. Being used to control us through fear. Freedom and free markets are a much better way to stop pollution. Polluters make themselves rich by making the public pay for the damage they do, he said. During the first 2024 GOP presidential debate, Vivek, I can't, I don't know how to say his right name without messing, his last name without messing it up, called climate change a hoax. The reality is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change, he said. Climate activists have insisted that global warming is responsible for the soaring temperatures across the United States, even claiming that temperatures are hitting record highs. John Christie, a climatologist and professor of atmospheric science at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, 
dismiss the narrative of record high temperatures. Regionally, the West has seen its largest number of hot summer records in the past 100 years, but the Ohio Valley and upper Midwest are experiencing their fewest, he said. For the rest of the United States as a whole, the last 10 years have produced only an average number of records. The 1930s are, and most of us were not alive then. All right. Climate change policies have been used to justify sweeping lifestyle changes across the United States by the Energy Department, like restricting home appliances and sometimes even outright banning them. In June, the Energy Department proposed rules that would require ceiling fans to become more energy efficient, a development that could lead to manufacturers having to shell out $86.8 million per year and increase equipment costs. In February, the Department of Energy proposed energy-efficient rules targeting gas stoves that would affect half of all new models of such stoves sold in the United States while making most of the existing ones noncompliant. In July, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission proposed a policy that would remove nearly all existing portable gas generators from the market. The Biden administration has already implemented a ban on incandescent light bulbs. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen? Amen. See, this isn't the first time they've tried that climate hoax business. Uh, the um, I can remember Gore. Didn't he write this book called Earth in Balance? And he was proved a fraud. So this isn't the first time they've tried to pull this one on us. They just figured that as people usually do, they go on about their lives and they forget that they've already tried to pull that hoax once when it shows up again. And then the young don't have any true sense of history and what came before them because what they think is most premier to them. So they don't realize that this hoax has been pulled before. So they think it's real. Amen. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning U.S. investment bank Goldman Sachs set up a fund with Chinese state money to acquire a number of American and British companies, including one providing cybersecurity services for the U.K. government. The Financial Times reported on Wednesday, citing people with direct knowledge of the fund's operation. Between Beijing and Washington, Goldman has inked seven deals using money from a $2.5 billion private equity partnership fund that the investment bank created with China Investment Corporation in 2017, the outlet claims. The China Investment Corporation was established in 2007 to invest Chinese government funds and had $1.35 trillion in assets at the end 
of 2021. According to its website, nearly half of the CIC's global portfolio is invested in alternative assets such as private equity. The China-U.S. Industrial Corporation Partnership Fund was set up during Donald Trump's state visit to Beijing to address Washington's concerns about a trade imbalance between the U.S. and China by investing Chinese government funds in American enterprises. The transactions involved a range of sectors, including global supply chain tracking, cloud computing, drug testing, manufacturing systems for artificial intelligence, drones, and electric vehicle batteries. In 2021, Goldman Sachs used the fund with CIC to acquire LRQA, the Inspections and Cybersecurity Division of the UK's Maritime Classifications Group Lloyd's Register. Specializing in inspection and certification services, Lloyd's Register operates in sectors including aerospace, defense, energy, and healthcare. The business includes cybersecurity group Netitude, a firm specializing in ethical hacking, which is approved which is an approved service provider for the UK government and helps to strengthen government and defense organizations around the world, the company's website says. China represents 40% of the global certification market, and we are currently underrepresented there, which is something we are seeking to address in part with assistance from the uh, Goldman CIC Fund. FT quoted, LRQA spokesman as saying, in a statement to the FT, Goldman Sachs said that the cooperation fund is a U.S. fund run by a U.S. manager and is managed to be in compliance with laws and regulations. The bank added that it continues to invest in U.S. and global companies, helping them to increase their sales into the China market. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication and all such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. At least 14 people were killed when militants attacked the church in the Democratic Republic of Congo's northeastern province of Atura, according to reports citing local sources and the army. The Cooperative for the Development of the Congo, a militia operating in the violence-ridden east of the country, carried out the assault on a fisherman's camp in Gobu Sharit Banza. In Gobu, Sharit Banza, president of an Ituro civil society organization, told the news. Nine civilians, a soldier, and four Congo militiamen died in the attack, according to Paolo Melindu, head of the Bahima Nord chieftain where the incident occurred. Army spokesperson confirmed that the militiamen carried out the attack on civilians who were praying on Sunday in their church in Gobu. 
Our forces retaliated to this attack, and the militiamen are being pursued. The militia, drawn primarily from the agriculturalist Lindu group, has a long history of disputes with HEMA pastoralists. In June, the Congolese authorities accused the group of killing 46 people in an attack on a camp for displaced persons in the Ituru province. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Google is suppressing the 2024 campaign websites of all serious challengers to Democratic incumbent President Joe Biden, a report from the Media Research Center claimed on Thursday. Searching the web for presidential campaign websites using Google returned results that did not include a single Republican candidate on the first page the day before the first Republican primary debate of the 2024 season. Not even former U.S. President Donald Trump, who is polling neck and neck with Biden, appeared in the first pages of results, the media watchdog observed. Nor did Democratic challenger Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the chief threat to Biden's candidate from within his own party, appear in the results at all, even though recent poll had him at nearly 20% in a matchup against Biden. Indeed, the only non-Biden Democrat to feature on the first page was lifestyle guru Marianne Williamson, who has never polled above the low single digits. However, the websites of prominent Democrats who are not running for president in 2024, including former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders were more prominently featured at 29th, 12th, and 9th place in results, respectively. Google has erased every threat to Joe Biden. MRC Free Speech America VP Dan Schneider said on Thursday, recalling how Google had pulled out all the stops to put Hillary Clinton in the White House and has continued to interfere in our elections ever since. As of Saturday, the phenomenon appeared to have actually worsened. While Biden's site was the fourth listed on the search engine and Williams the fifth, Sanders remained at 12th, while Clinton had actually moved up to 13th. Former Vice President Mike Pence's site was the highest-ranked Republican in a search run on Saturday morning, even though his page was listed several places behind an Atlantic article informing the casual browser that 1996 Republican candidate and now deceased former Senator Bob Dole's campaign website is still online. Kennedy had been widely disparaged by the media establishment and online fact-checkers for his work on vaccine safety. He sued Google earlier this month for violating his First Amendment rights, 
arguing its subsidiary, YouTube, had blocked his content on orders from the Biden administration. Trump also sued Google in 2021 for infringing on his was de-platform from YouTube along with most other mainstream social media platforms following the January 6th Capitol riot. Over a dozen government agencies were found to be issuing content-based censorship orders to social media platforms last year in Missouri versus Biden, leading a judge to issue a restraining order forbidding the administration from contacting the platform. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on all such. The cheat is on, folks. The cheat is on. First, I don't think it ever stops, but it's on. Amen? Brother Marshall, we're ready to pray. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Oh, boy, do we need your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for when is it extraordinary testimony. We plead the blood of Jesus over each of us and all those standing up for the truth as best they know how. The blood of Jesus against you, Satan. You, Satan, the mind binder, you, that the fear monger, all of your little demons are bound, all the ungodly blackmail spirits and all the spirits of mind control, all, all those ungodly spirits are bound. Satan, you're bound from our position, seat in heavenly places. We can't summon every single one of these areas. Coming against the children in Canada to try and confuse them and, and bring physical and emotional harm to them. We bind every one of those spirits because the Lord doesn't want one of these little ones to perish. And even the people that have <clears throat> chosen to go the way of Sodom and Gomorrah in many aspects, they realize how horrific this is. We thank you for the people standing up against the Father. We thank you for the the, the righteous judge intervening, Father God. The most high rules that came to men give to whomsoever he will. We thank you, Father God, for removing the people that need to be removed, putting in those that you want in at the right time. In your in your perfect timing, Father God, see our times, God, our, your timing is perfect, Father God. I don't know the timing. We don't like it all to be done already, but apparently you're waiting for those uh, those prayer bowls to be full of incense from the saints going up, so that you can rush in, and because we some people are looking for a man to deliver us, but we look to you, Lord, and we thank you for doing so. And you said. In Psalm 75, unto thee, O God, do we give thanks, and do, unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. And when was his name near? Oh, how about in Acts 20, when they prayed and had communion, they broke bread, that's what breaking bread means. And what happened? The boy fell down three stories, and Paul went down and prayed, and he said, don't trouble yourself, his life is in him. And they broke bread again, because the next day it started, because he preached all night. Some people think Sabrina gets a little <laughs> long and Father God, but we thank you for the privilege of hearing the word. We thank you that the saints got to hear the word, even though that, that brother fell down three stories because he fell asleep. Father God, forgive any of us if we had allowed any spirit of slumber to affect the body of Christ. Forgive those that we've interceded for, including all of our family members. We bind those mind-blinding spirits, every the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, rebellion, every ungodly spirit is bound. All those mind-blinding spirits are bound, and we can't our assignments. And we ask for your adjudication in every one of these areas. Father, including those trying to push this so-called nonsense about global warming. Father God, I've heard some people who are actually real scientists say, well, actually, we're going through a little cooling phase, and it's going to happen as the sunspots start to cool down. And there had been a, there was a volcano in the southern hemisphere that spewed a lot of moisture, wasn't actually a lot of moisture into the air, which decreased the crop yield in the southern hemisphere, in Argentina and, and the areas below the border. 
So, Father God, we ask, because most people are not talking about that. They're not talking about things getting cooler, and they're not talking about geoengineeringwatch.org and other groups that talk about the government, not just this country, not just China, a lot of, maybe Russia, involved with controlling the weather. Even Lyndon Johnson's, how many years ago was that? I was a little kid. Lyndon Johnson said, that's going to be the next great battle for the, for the, for the government. The, the people that control the weather, they control. So, Father God, they really control the weather. They've been talking about it out loud. You think even Gore talked about it, Father God. Some people, they let things slip. Some people, even this Biden guy, I don't know who he is, or if it's one of his doubles, but apparently they said, oh, we had broke a fast one on, on that, that election thing. So, Father God, sometimes they actually say the truth by mistake. So, Father God, we thank you for these scientists actually standing up for the truth about the fact that this is just, and I think, the, what's his name, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said it best, it's being used to control us through fear. Well, just another avenue. It's the Green New Deal. What is the Green New Deal? It looks green on the outside, but what's on the inside? It's like a watermelon. It's communism. It's to control people. Through. Oh, we want everybody to obey us and bow down and, and kick our whatever, uh, lick our whatever. So, Father, we bind every one of those spirits of ungodly control, the mafia spirits, the fascist controlling spirits in Jesus' name, controlling so many different people. We ask you, Father God, because most people that learned any kind of real science, I was a biology major, managed to make it through college. Father God, and you said, well, plants put out carbon dioxide. I mean, yeah, no, plants need carbon dioxide as well as sunlight. And, of course, they don't seem to know that from the so-called, um, you know, group that's trying to push the so-called climate narrative. And human beings need oxygen. Who makes oxygen? The plants make oxygen. There's a lovely exchange. I think there is a creator who figured out the balance between plants and people. And we don't need people to be messing up with it and causing people to get rid of their gas stoves and, and to not be able to buy things that would be beneficial and especially not be able to even have backup generators. I wonder why. Maybe they're planning to have little blackouts. They seem to be limiting the amount of energy production that actually works. If the people in, in Germany found out the hard way. They even warned by Trump. This is not a good move. Kind of this, all this, this stuff. The people in Texas, even with their little windmills that froze and had a little ice storm. They did have an ice storm. This terrible global warming had an ice storm. Isn't that funny? Father God, we ask that you ex expose all these things. We thank you for bringing it all to light. I thank you for Pastor Sabrina researching all these things. And we thank you for hasting your word to perform it, Father, in Jesus' name. Even as, as you said, even in, where is that Luke? There's several of them in Luke. Luke 12, too, is one of them. For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known, as well as in Luke 8:17, as well as in Mark uh, 4:22 and Matthew 10:26. Your word confirms it, Father. That matter of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So, Father, we thank you for bringing all these things to light. Thank you that the people are waking up in Canada about this perversion, shoving it down their children's throats up there. We thank you for the Million Man March that's being planned, Father God, in late September. We thank you, Father God, for helping these people to wake up all over the earth, Father God. Even the people that have an alternative lifestyle, they said, this isn't healthy. We thank you for the righteous judge concerning what's being done in every one of these situations in Jesus' name, including what's been done, cut about that, everybody in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Father God, please loose your obedient angels, warning angels to fight for all of your children. All these ungodly mind control spirits trying to steal, kill, and destroy are bound 
from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and from our position on earth as well in Jesus. Our feet are on earth, but our hearts are with Jesus up in the third heaven. Father God, we thank you for hearing that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We plead that blood of Jesus like when he did over each one of us and the saints in the, in the Republic of Congo, those that are standing for the truth as best they know how. Father God, there's some people that actually know that there's a real God, and it's not the, the God they grew up with maybe from the agricultural Lindu ethnic group, but maybe it's the real God. Some people worship the created son, but there's the son of God. And the son of righteousness is going to arise, and he's going to blind a lot of these people. And those, those men that worship the false god, those government leaders that have fo- followed the false god, they're going to shut their mouths uh, when they find out what's really going on, like you said, where is that in Isaiah 52, just before Isaiah 53. Father God, you're going to, they're going to shut their mouths when they see that, oh, Jesus really is in charge. That people like say that, oh, we're little gods, AIs. AI is artificial. The real intelligence is the creator. There's only one wise God, like it says in, um, in uh, what's the book before? Revelation. Hmm, Jude. Isn't that Jude? Yes. Thank you, Lord. It's also in Romans. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man when they saw what Jesus did in his form more than the sons of men. So he sprinkled many nations. The Republic of Congo, many nations, the United States, Canada, many nations, Europe, different nations in Europe, the kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, that which they had not heard shall they consider. So, Father God, we thank you for causing many people in authority to start to consider, well, they're giving me $10 million if I just go along with this lie. And it's really nice to... to, uh, to have my vacation home in Hawaii after we kicked out those people. It's so nice that we're able to do this after we control the weather with the, with the uh, remote weapons and all of that. But, Father God, you warned us about this. You said the enemy is going to do false signs and wonders. You even talk about in the book of Revelation sending signs from heaven, like maybe a directed energy weapon. But we thank you, Lord, no weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against the judgment that shall condemn, including against those saints in the Republic of Congo, Father God, and every saint, and the people, the saints that are trying to protect their own children in Canada, Father God, from these people trying to control them with gender confusion. We ask, you're not the author of confusion, Lord, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. In fact, Jesus paid a very, very, very high price that we might have that peace that passes all understanding. He made peace by the blood of his cross. We plead that blood of Jesus over the children in Canada and every nation and the different areas, Father God, in every nation, Father God, every nation where people are being challenged and attacked. And, Father God, we ask you to expose. I think a lot of people have been doing a pretty good job trying to bring about exposing what Google and YouTube have been doing, uh, keeping people from getting the truth out there. So many people still think social media is, is, is wonderful. But even the duck duck goes with this world. They depend on Google. It's a very expensive thing to set up for us. So, Father God, you, you know that these globalists, these bankers, these international bankers, and how about the, the Goldman Sachs thing with China, Father God? How about that? You're going to expose that the rest of the way, Father. And we think of a lot of stuff's been going on over in China. Mm-mm-mm. You said the borrower is servant to the lender. Well, China's getting rid of a lot of U.S. I think Russia already divested themselves with the U.S. currency and bonds or whatever they had. They saw the handwriting on the wall. And China's doing it in a hurry. And the U.S. dollar is in danger for what we call the U.S. dollar. It's just a 
a figment of people's imagination. It's convenient. It's been very convenient. But, Father God, we ask you to help the people to wake up and see what Goldman Sachs is doing with China. We ask you to expose. We ask for divine intervention adjudication. Your arm's not too short to save, and we thank you for reaching down and saving us. We give you praise and honor and glory. Thank you for raining down righteousness, Lord. Thank you for sending the Holy Ghost, Father, in Jesus' name. What you've done before, you'll do it again, because Satan keeps, keeps replaying the same old thing again about the global warming that he did before, the same nonsense with COVID uh, 1.0, and I want to bring out COVID 2.0. What a bunch of lies that mass work and all the rest of the vaccine does anything other than harm people. So, Father God, we thank you for exposing what's really going on by these globalists, Father God, that have an agenda that's so rather blatant to people who have eyes to see. But we thank you for sending the Holy Ghost to give us your eyes to see, Father God. Help us, Father God, to remain at peace and to love the human beings and pray for them. We bind, we pray for those who despitefully use us, and we bind every witch and every warlock sent against us, and their attacks are returned to simple the heads of the demons sending them due to those demons they intend to do to us. We love the human beings, Father God. If you can save any of the witches or warlocks, you saved some of them in the past, Father God. You know how to do it. You got a hold of the real Bishop Kango, Father God. You sent the Holy Ghost to bring conviction. You told him he had to actually get up and get dressed and get a bath and go to an Assembly of God church. Oh, my God, it only took him about two, two and a half years to go through deliverance, Father God. So, Father God, you can cause a lot of people to go through deliverance. A lot of people, Father God. Maybe maybe there's some of these government people, some of the Manchurian candidates that cause harm, Father God. We bind every one of those ungodly, mind-controlling spirits. It doesn't just relegate it to a few people. The Manchurian candidate thing is big time. Father God, we bind all the spirits of fear being induced, sent on their children, Father God. Their children that are being trafficked, Father God. The children that are being treated improperly, Father God, not just in the schools in Canada, in every area, Father God, where the children are not, whether they're newcomers to a nation, which is not just the United States, many nations had people being flooded in there because they're trying to get homogenized everybody into one new world order, Father God. It really is a Nazi world order, isn't it? It's the same same deal as the Nazis. They went about a thousand years of their reign because they're just trying to copy what Jesus is going to do. He's going to have a thousand years of peace, and it's coming. It's coming. It's coming sooner than we all know. No one knows when Jesus is coming back but Father God. Even Jesus doesn't know. The angels don't know. Even some of the great Bible studies, students that studied for decades and decades and decades, they even picked a time when Jesus was coming back, <laughs> was it a couple of decades ago, and he had to publicly repent. Because he had people out there saying, Jesus is coming tomorrow, quick, you got to repent. Well, that's nice. But then when he didn't come back the next day, people were like, oh, I've been duped. So, Father God, help people to seek the real living God as displayed and conveyed in the King James Version of the Bible. And there may be one or two other versions that are close, not the NIV. Father God, but Father God, we ask the people to find out the real truth, Father God, in Jesus' name. We think that there are real, real versions, Father God, even in Spanish, Father God, that people can find to come to know the truth, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for delivering winning. We plead the blood of Jesus over each one of us and all of our family members, and we plead that blood. You said a lamb for a house. You said believe in the Lord Jesus and be saved in your household. You said whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be sozo. Shall be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made all. We ask you to deliver us all. We speak blindness to us. I mean, mutinous to us, the enemy, and may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertain to each and every one of us. And we thank you for hiding us in the secret place of the Most High. And we thank you for Brother Bill's scripture that he often reminds us of over in Job 28, starting verse 7. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, which the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. 
Jesus, you are that way. You're the only way to heaven. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, like it says in Acts chapter 4. That's the name of Jesus. What does Jesus mean? Jesus means Savior. There's no other Savior. Father God was listed as the Savior over in Isaiah 45. Well, it seemed like it was. But Jesus is that visible representation of the invisible God. They are one, there's one Godhead. It's talked about over and over again, not just in, in Genesis 1:26, not just Isaiah uh, chapter 6, verse 8, and it's other places. When Jesus was witnessing to the, um, the Pharisee, whoever it was, at night, Nicodemus, who believed in Jesus. Father, we thank you, Father God. For you can get a hold of Nicodemus, Father God. You can get a hold of some of these Pharisees, Father God, and some of these people following the, the false global warming agenda, Father God. Help them to say, wait a minute. Maybe we should really look at the real science instead of just a presumption, Father God. We bind every spirit of presumption. We bind every mind-blinding spirit. You stayed in the mind blender. Every spirit of ungodly mind control. Every ungodly spirit. You stayed from our position. Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, 6. Uh, Proverbs 18, 10, as Pastor's brain referred to earlier tonight. You are bound from our position. Seated in that place. That above all names. The name above all names. At, your na- at the name of Jesus. Blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus against you, Satan, and all your little underlings, all your little underlings working through the politicians, working through Google, working through the people of Goldman Sachs, every one of your underlings working through the people in the Toronto group in Jesus' name. Every one of your demons are bound. Every demon of mind control is bound. Every spirit of ungodly fear is bound. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You said to, um, where was it, in Zechariah, for it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. So, Father, pour forth of your spirit. You promised to do so, and we thank you for doing so. We give you praise and honor and glory for doing so for all the descendants, all the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And, Father God, if Donald Trump needs another little nudge by your Holy Spirit, Father God, I don't know where he's at. He's done so many wonderful things, but he's not God. He's just a, a sinner like the rest of us have been. But we get to be washed in the blood and become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you said in Isaiah 44, 2 and 3, Thus saith the Lord that made the informally. Hey, he made Donald Trump too. Made the informally from the womb, which will help thee. Yeah, we were all just little little bunch of three, three different layers, endoderm, ectoderm, mesoderm, be put together in the womb. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, of that judgment whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and flood upon him.
Whoa!